This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast episode 265 brought to you by InStock Trades and iFanboy listeners like you. 265! And Seagram's. <laughs>
TheGuyFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast episode 265. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Hello. And Ron Richards. This is going to be a fun one. I don't Ron think this has, has ever come happened. straight from a holiday party. I'm excited. I've come straight from a holiday party and a going away party. And so, a going away party. Yeah. Um, it's a party night. For him. For me. I'm partying. His own going away party. Exactly. Ron, let me get you a drink. Okay. All right. Sure. I'm not going to turn it down. That's for sure. <laughs> I got your holiday cheer right here. <laughs> Listen, we- let me tell you. <laughs> Ron's going to have a sip of his drink, and I'll tell you that we are fanboy.com. We like comics. We read comics. Every week we read a bunch of comics. One of us picks the best one they read that week. We write about it on the website, talk about it in the podcast, along with other books of the week, other topics of interest. It's a fun old time. And we're going to bring back a, an old segment this week. Oh, here's a hint. Oh. Uh, before we get to the show, a quick reminder and a warning. This is a review show. We'll be talking about the books and the, what happened in the books. So if you haven't read them yet, pause the show and come back. You will enjoy it more. And we won't get the emails. And that's really what we're trying to strive for. Yes. Don't we're bother us, emails. please. So when you ring the bell, I'm supposed to take my pants off, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, I, I, wait. They're already off. What do I do now? Take your underpants off. hey Under, oh, Underpants. Oh, what are you, 50-year-old man in Florida? Slacks. Get your slacks off. Now your drawers. All right. That would be a very unhip rap. Get Ron, Ron, you had to pick. This is going to be a good one. I did have the pick of the week this week. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. You all right? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Good. So I had the pick of the week this week, and it was a good week. It was a solid week. There was a, a lot of interesting, good books that I enjoyed that we're going to talk about later. But at the end of the day, I really felt as if... <laughs> What? Why? What's so funny? What a great books. We'll talk about them later. But right now, the pick is. But right now, the pick is. I had to go with Strange Tales two number three. Strange Tales is an interesting beast because it is a anthology with alternative independent creators, and I, I and I, I I was rather proud of myself. I don't know if you guys read my review or not on 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 the internet on the I'm, website on ifanboy.com. I've um, never written a word you've written. Uh, you've never written a word I've written. Red. Red. Okay. I was I've written f- words you've supposedly written. But don't <laughs> exactly. Tell don't, don't tell anybody about that at all. But I was rather proud of myself because I really I, – I felt as if I zeroed in on what makes Strange Tales so interesting is that so often you have the world of like capes and tights and superhero comic books and then you've got the world of like independent underground alternative comics. And the majority of the time, both camps tend to turn their nose at each other. You know, in terms of the superhero comics or like whatever that weird love and rocket shit, you know, like I don't want that, you know, and the the independent comics are like, oh, capes and tights, whatever. We're doing real, you know, visual storytelling. But the thing is, is that if you talk to a lot of those independent alternative artists, they're just like you and me. They grew up reading Avengers. They grew up reading Spider-Man and they've got a real no, they've got a real appreciation and affinity for these classic superhero characters. And so Strange Tales and Strange Tales really touches upon that and gives these alternative and independent creators an opportunity to tell their story. I, I think we were talking about it. We've talked about it uh, not on the show, but like Eric Larson tweeted a, a couple of months ago, reading Strange Tales was more fun reading characters in the Marvel comics than he's had in years, which I totally I think is totally true because it's such a unique take on the Marvel pantheon of users, uh, uh, not users of characters. characters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's been a long day. Um, so and what? Yeah. So what? So I think that's really what makes Strange Tales so interesting. But like we've talked about, I think we've talked about every issue of this anthology, both the first volume and the second volume. And every time one's come out, there's been a 
yeah, that, that, you know, because there's multiple craters, like that story was good, but that one didn't really do it for me. And, but that one was interesting, but that way, Strange Tales 2, number three was the first issue of the first volume and the second volume where I enjoyed literally every story for different reasons. But like every, I didn't, I didn't bypass one going, ah, that wasn't really for me. I don't know if I'm alone in that. I'm probably out. But so. It was it was better than the others in that. There was a couple in this one that I kind of skipped over. It but. was str- but it was strong. It was strong. It was, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Starting at the fantastic Ivan Brunetti cover depicting the Marvel Universe in what looks like the gym. <laughs> because at the top, they're, they're Daredevil and Namor and Black Panther in the pool. And then you've got Thor and Captain America and the Fantastic Four on the on on the on the elliptical and on the bikes and on the stairmaster. And then you got Modok and Doctor Strange and Hulk all working out. Then you got Iron Man and Nova and, and Kazar in the locker room. And what cracked me up was Ant Man at the reception desk and Doctor Doom showing his membership card. <laughs> <laughs> like the more I looked at this cover, the more I laughed. Like it was that's great. A, that's an aerobics class with the X Men, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, led by the Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> and Xavier's there in his in his wheelchair, <laughs> and Spider Man and Green Goblin are playing racquetball. <laughs> like it's like, Xavier's fuck? legs are twitching. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But it's very uh, uh very Chris Ware esque kind of style. Brunetti style is very similar to Chris Ware. So it starts off already on a good note, but immediately we get added, and this is what we've all been waiting for in a weird act of fate. <laughs> Wow. We get a wonderful Thor story told by Terry Moore doing his more like uh, Paradise 2 cartoony kind of art than his Strangers in Paradise or Echo kind of art. Like, I'm very, very cartoony. But he tells this Thor story that apparently we're on to something, guys. I uh, could not believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were so far off. No, but we, that. So, and then he, he did it. So if you listen to last week's episode, we kind of got derailed. We kind of got distracted with the concept of Thor, in, you know, in an intimate environment. And for some reason, Thor then talks like as if the Hulk was Thor. Josh, do you want to give an example? Uh, drinks on Thor. <laughs> drinks on Thor. Drinks on Thor. I did. That was what I had in my mind. Thor will, Thor will pay for your cab home. No. It's not easy, it's not easy being God of Thunder. <laughs> And so apparently in this um, very amusing, very funny story of Thor on Midgard and Loki, Terry Moore writes Thor the same way that we do, and who knew? And the highlight was when Thor was – so Loki casts a spell and makes Thor think a pig is a beautiful maiden, and Thor sitting across from the girl just goes, Thor get lonely sometimes. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that you wanted an original joke before. Uh, I was just reading lines, but it didn't matter because he really – Thor, Thor, take that as a yes. <laughs> so that was validated us. That was great. And then immediately after that, a couple, and I talked about this in the review on iFanboy.com. A couple of weeks ago, we, I think we posted on iFanboy.com, and everyone was marveling over this amazing Galactus sketch by James Stokoe of Orkstein fame. And now we see what the inspiration for that sketch was this amazing Silver Surfer story that where the Silver Surfer plays some scrolls in a card game before Galactus ruins their planet. Which was awesome. I actually I did enjoy the U.S. agent story by Benjamin Mara. I really did I, enjoy. I loved that story. It was great, wasn't it? If there was ever a character that you had to do that with, and it just kept getting more and more ridiculous. Yeah, and exactly. just like, and I remember him from the Grunewald stories. He was a dick. Yeah, exactly. Great um, stuff. And then you get the uh, Machine Man story by Tim Hamilton, which cracked me up because of the self awareness of the story, where every other panel Machine Man talks about how he's a robot and not a man, and how he wishes he was a man. 
I got tired of that. Oh, I thought it was cracking up. It was hysterical. It was very funny. <laughs> then the adorable Kate Beaton story with Rogue, um, who broke Professor Xavier's uh, vase, and so she takes the powers of a cat to appear all cute so Xavier can't get mad at her. <laughs> Dean Haspel did a great Kirby S, the left hand of Boom. Give it up. Yeah, great stuff with Dean Haspel. Great stuff. Then the Hero for Hire story by T. Cypress, who I love the art on this. It reminded me of very Matt Kent kind of art. Mm-hmm. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was really cool. The, the best part of that, that Heroes for Hire one was the very last moment of the last panel. I'm calling again. Like they were just yeah. so excited about seeing it. I thought it was really cool. <laughs> um, I loved Young People by Michael DeForge putting Jubilee and Spider-Man and Iceman in a Peanuts-esque but oddly realistic kind of situation. Spider-Man um, was a dick. Yeah, Spider-Man was totally a dick. They killed Iceman. It was awesome. Alex Robinson totally should do an arc of the Fantastic Four based on this. He would. Yeah, I'm sure he would. <laughs> I, I mean, he's he hasn't turned it down. No, the best two pan, the best like the Doom panels were like the best part of the yes. whole thing. Yes. Oh, they were great. It was a a tale of Reed Richards dating in college when his roommates with Doom, and it was just oh, it was great. And honestly, like I loved seeing his drawing the Fantastic Four in costume towards the end. I was like, I would totally read the shit out of that. He, yeah. I mean, yeah. well, he's a giant like uh, Burn era. Fantastic yeah. Four fan. Yeah. Eduardo Medeiros's Spider-Man Juggernaut thing story cracked me up. I this is the guy the... from from Mondo Urbano, right? Uh, is it? I believe that he's one of the collaborators. Oh, this is great! This was this was so good. <laughs> um, um, and I'm then, laughing. I'm laughing at the Kate Beaton Thor story. Like, that, well, like them just gallivanting around the carnival together. Yes, <laughs> the first panel with the yeah. cotton candy. Yeah. Well, the third panel when they push him, and he's like, "No!" <laughs> yeah. And then we get a great moment in comics history as Harvey Pekar wrote possibly one of his last stories, drawn by Ty Templeton, where Harvey Pekar meets the thing. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. But uh, this this issue was just jam packed with talent, and it's just amazing. Great, great end to this anthology miniseries, and it really does. It really doesn't get any better than this. If you I, ask me. I, I mean, now, now you read the last one. I feel like this was a lot. I only read the first one of the last one, and I kind of got bored with it. But yeah. this this was a lot stronger than the first installment, wasn't it? It was super solid. Yeah, this 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 whole volume was yeah. stronger than the first one. Absolutely, the, the creators are much stronger. The reason why I didn't pick this up was because I, I finished the first volume and thought that was pretty good, but didn't really want any more. But now. Yeah. Now knowing who they, the the talent they've got in this book, I regret that decision. But it's hard. To, it's hard to deny it, really. Yeah. yeah. No, and 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 I mean, it started off with that amazing uh, Raphael grandpa story. Yeah. Oh, that great that Wolverine story, story the best like, Wolverine story ever. Yeah, it, I would almost like best comic book story of the year. Yeah. That, like in a way, and then you know they were just fun all the way through. There wasn't. There wasn't like a, a lull, or there wasn't just like one gem out of all of them. They've yeah. they just been a ton of fun. It's been a really strong. That was great. Strange Tales two. It's gonna get collected in the trade paperback. Definitely pick it up. I mean, if you the thing is, if you're curious about alternative comics or underground comics, it gives you a whole bunch of creators that you can go check out that you might like. Admittedly, you might not like some of them. I mean, like Josh, you and I have disagreed on. You know, you I liked one, you didn't like one, or vice versa. But that's what an anthology is for, and, it, and it's a great way to sample different kind of takes and talent. And if you're a Marvel fan, it's like it, it will crack you up because they're great send ups on the Marvel universe. Yeah, good times. You can study that cover for a week anyway. That's yeah, just oh, the cover. I want that as a poster. Oh, that's great. So the runner-up to Pick of the Week was Uncanny X-Force number three. And really, the story with Uncanny X-Force number three is Remender brought it. 
And Opinion. I mean, this is a well, yeah, no, the, all around solid book. By no, yeah, but but remember, blew my mind in the first in the first four pages. That was my favorite part of the book. Yeah, absolutely. What basically what he did was so so we're you know we're on the moon. X Force just got their asses kicked by the new Horsemen of Apocalypse or the final Horsemen of Apocalypse, and the first four pages of the story basically tells the origins of each of the four Horsemen, and it was mind blowing, mind blowing. Cool. Well, it was something that you're not used to, which is. Yeah. Seeing mutants through different times in history, so you've you've got a mutant from the Roman times, you've got a mutant from the Civil War, you've got a mutant from from ancient Japan, and you've got a mutant from uh, what, uh, Persia, Persia yeah. in the three hundred twenty five BC. So you know you're not used to seeing a guy turn into a minotaur in the streets of Rome, and he's suddenly a mutant and doesn't know yeah. how to deal with that. And the guy in the Civil War battlefields who's got mutant powers that was very cool, and interesting. I really enjoyed. Super it. smart, super clever, super good. You know, like great use of the of the mutant mythos and just how it might fit in history. I thought it was great. And there was then sepia tone too, which I like. Yeah, a lot. The, yeah, the coloring, the coloring altering for each of the different a- ages was awesome. It was really cool, and it and explained their powers and like it was a, like an inventive take on mutant powers. Like you see, you know, there are only so many times you can read about a shapeshifter or about you know some you know like like the the I'll give Grant Morrison this much credit is that he he broke the bubble of what mutant powers could be and yeah. I think that Remender is building off of that by you know giving more creative kind of takes on what mutant powers might be and then you know then it takes us back to the moon where X-Force has got their asses kicked and then you slowly see them fight back and you know Wolverine getting the you know getting the energy and the 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 courage and the wherewithal to fight pestilence or whatever. But I really like the pestilence affected him with every disease known yep. to man ever. Yeah, which is awesome. <laughs> and he trans he transmutes it through metal so he, so Wolverine sticks him with his claws and that's what he wanted to happen because he pushed every disease through the adamantium, which is cool. And then you get a lot of really cool Phantom X using his distraction power, which is a power that I don't think a lot of people know about with Phantom X. And then, you know, you get uh, Deadpool and Archangel kind of, you know, like by themselves on the moon, which is kind of the Daredevil tent. I like the dynamic in this team. I do. I really do. People really complain about Phantom X and Deadpool, but I like that there are all these different kind of characters and they all play off each other interestingly. Yep, yep. And it's unexpected and you don't really expect – I mean I know what Wolverine and Angel's relationship is, or at least mostly. And I know what Wolverine and – but I don't know what what Deadpool and and Angel's relationship is. So that makes it interesting to Or Wolverine and Phantom X is or – yeah, yeah, totally. It was just great. And this arc is, you know, they they didn't get to Apocalypse, and it looks like he's getting away. But up, oh, Betsy's on the ship. And the cover of next week looks awesome with, with all the uh, Isad Rubik covers have been amazing with all the X Force, you know, jumping on the Apocalypse as a little boy, not jumping on him in a sexual way, but like in a, I'm going to kill you way. All right. But yeah, X Force was that awesome. Was weird. This is this is uh, this is honestly the, I, I it's only early, but this is my best new series of 2010. It's amazing. Now, this was a book I never expected to buy. I got to give you credit because I I didn't have the balls to buy it. I had it in my hand and I put it back. I challenged both of you. I was like, you're going to take one for a team? And you were both like, nah. Well, listen. No, no, I never said that because John Burns' Next Men was a huge book in the 90s when I was a kid reading comics. It was one of the first creator-owned books that I bought along with Sin City. John Byrne was was one of the biggest creators in comics at the time. You You could not get bigger than John Byrne. And in the 90s, he decided to up and move, I think it was to Dark Horse. Yep. To do The Next Men. Which Part of the Legend imprint. Right. And the it was next hard to get his... bigger. It's hard to get bigger than him because he stacked those two tables on top of one another. <laughs> it sit on them and dominate others. Right. And also draw Superman, X-Men, and Fantastic Four and all those other people he drew. But he went to do Next Men, which is basically his realistic X-Men team. It was basically the X-Men, but he wanted to do them in a realistic fashion. And I bought the hell out of that book, and I enjoyed it because I was a huge Burn fan at the time. Yep. Looking back on it, it probably hasn't aged as well. 
But this in this issue, we were, we're back with the next men. They're, they're back. John Burns writing and drawing. It's with IDW now. And oof, wow, ouch. This was, it, was rough. It was rough. I flipped through it and I put it back. I was like, I can't do it. it the I, first yeah. five pages were com- completely confusing. And if you didn't know who the characters were, you wouldn't have any idea what's going on. And then we proceed to have like 10 to 15 pages of recap that recap the, all the next one that's come before. And then it ends with one of the main characters keeps waking up because the whole thing of the next one where they were living in a VR world, they didn't know it. They, they woke up in these machines and then they were, were out in the real world with these powers. And this main character, whose name I don't even remember, she keeps waking up in different realities. So by the time we get to the end, she's woken up and we don't know what's real. And she even says it in a panel. Well, I woke up here and it was a lie, and here was a lie, and here was a lie, and here was a lie. I don't know where I am, and like I don't know where I am either. I don't really know why I care anymore. <laughs> so it was. <laughs> Can you imagine being the editor who's like, I have to tell him this doesn't make sense. It hmm. was. I, I I couldn't understand why he went back to this book because it was a big deal, and he really isn't a big deal anymore in comics. And a lot of people who come in the last ten years probably wouldn't know that John Byrne was a humongous deal, but. I, I I can't continue with this. So program. the question is: Is you can't go home again? Really? That's what that's what we decided with this issue. I, there's always exceptions to the rule, but I think in this case you can't. I yeah. think this is also a book that lives purely in the '90s. It's it's the, yep. really, the, down to the fashion and the way they talk. And I flipped through it and I was just like, ooh, and I put it back. I couldn't well, do it. The, yeah. the, art, the art isn't even the problem. I mean, he can still draw. Actually, the art was actually pretty because I flipped through it because I was just curious. I never read the next men, so I, I didn't really know what it was to begin with. And and actually, it looked pretty good. It looked like John Byrne that I remembered. You know, the art was solid. Some of the other stuff that we've seen since that time. It, um, it's just every three pages, this character woke up in a new reality, and the one you just read about wasn't real. And she's in a new one, then she wakes up again, and, and just I can't even imagine trying to read this not knowing who these characters are. And I I, I vaguely have her idea from reading them 15 years ago however many yeah. years ago okay yeah. and the art the art was the art was i looked at it well, the, like, art the, the art, art was fine i mean his, his style has changed over the years since 20 years ago i mean it's, it's sure. yeah it's interesting you guys may have remembered that proof went away and yes. people said well that's all for proof and they said no no it's not turns out it wasn't they actually did come back proof and danger number one is sort of the first of the next series i'm not sure if it's mini series or, or ongoing i think, I think it's, it's a ongoing. series of minis but I'm yeah. not going to be wrong. Yeah, that, I mean, that'll sort of be the way to do it. I'm sorry. I don't think it's a miniseries, actually. I'm looking at the listing. No, it, I know. I think it's an ongoing. I remember writing Is a story. Is it ongoing? Or? Yes, yeah. it appears okay. to be ongoing. Interesting. So they just wanted a number one again. They had to reboot it. it yeah, they had to. Yeah, yeah. 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 I really enjoyed this. I thought this was a good sort of – it took it back to the roots of what was really good about the series at the beginning. Not that I think it lost its way, but it just was exploring so many things on the side that sort of the main thrust of the book being, you know, what – proof and and the you know all those agents are doing right now you know that that was a little that was a little off because we went back to to the the past and we explored that stuff i thought and the thing is is that i thought this was this was definitely a step in the right direction back to what i enjoyed about proof originally definitely uh and i I liked you know was still exploring proof rocks past but sort of through through the present and there's that there's like a great just story thing going on where he owes some guys. He basically proof his meeting with this looks like like a Japanese underboss or something like that. And proof promised that guy's parents or grandparents his body when he died in exchange for like a money or favor or something like that. And and the guy's pissed at him because he never died. Yeah, he's immortal. And he's I like, what so. am I supposed to do? I don't know. I don't yeah. know how long I'm going to live. <laughs> and and so you know they they want to kill him. And and you go over and you see Ginger. And there's another Chupacabra running around, which is which, which is great. Always I awesome. The, I love the Chupacabra who works for them. 
And yeah, yeah. And I feel like I saw the return of the cryptoids, which I feel like that's what when the series started got me really excited. And I feel like he they kind of stopped using that as a device, and yep. and now it's kind of back, and it it feels good. It definitely felt good. Feels real good. And Riley Rossmo's art, I just I cannot get enough of it. I love it. Yeah. So good job, Riley. Really, really good return. If if you liked the series and you were like, I don't know if I'm going to keep going with it, I I I definitely recommend it. This yeah. is a great issue. DMZ number sixty is interesting because it's, first off, it's number issue number sixty. Which is crazy, crazy! crazy. Wow, yeah. wow, wow! Indeed, wow, wow! But um, is, there, is there any end point? I mean, this is normally when the Vertigo series ends. I think it but. ends like around. Set. I think we're starting to come to the end point, but it's interesting because this is beginning. It's this is the go back in time story where we're going back to before the war and seeing how the 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 civil war and the the political rift in America started. And it, it, this is uh, this arc is titled Free States Rising," which is really really interesting. Reading the song too. Yep. But really, really interesting, and this is like I, I, I read it. I was like, oh yeah, this is this is what I want to read. But most importantly, Sh- Sean Martin, bro, have you heard of this guy? Yep. Yes. Oh, you have. What has he done? He used to do, he did, do detective comics. Oh, with, with Rucka, he did the best run yeah. of detective comics I've ever read in my life. For great. Years. Oh my god, this guy's great. He's this, fantastic. Yeah, very jock esque almost. Um, he's very noirish. He's, yeah. he's, he's known for his heavy shadowy work. Yeah. This was fantastic. It was fan- It was so much fun to read this. So yeah, Free States Rising, Middle America, Part One of Two. So it's a two issue arc, kind of going back in time, kind of like a little origin story. And if this is setting up the the ending of the series, then this has been great. It's weird because I feel like DMZ started after we started the podcast, and we're coming to the end of it. It's just weird. We've been doing this for too long. Well, I was looking at my shelf the other day, and there's there's a lot of trade. I mean, it's an yeah. impressive run. Yeah, it's, it's going to be longer than most of those celebrated Vertigo runs. Yeah, absolutely. Be. I think that's pretty impressive that it made it, and it is one yes. of those books that doesn't actually get talked about that much. It doesn't have buzz like Fables does or Why the Last Man Did. It yeah. just keeps American chugging. Vampire, but it's yeah. solid, and it's and things that you know, guys. I'm not very political and and all that sort of stuff, but it, it's really enjoyable. It's really like they they would Brian Wood deserves a lot of credit. A for Putting the story together, but I also I think this, the the true story is the rotate the no series have I seen a, such a eclectic rotation of artists that continues a level of quality from from arc to arc. You know, that's, all, it's it, that's an editing win. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And editing loss though across the street at Marvel would be uh-huh. Marvel. What if? Amazing Spider-Man, The Grim Hunt. So we're doing this every week, are we? Yeah, pretty much. Why not? It's What yeah. If Month. We're going to enjoy okay. it. We're going to roll enough. with it. We're gonna, Didn't you know. Grim Hunt just end like two weeks ago? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the – so while, thank you. So while the last two issues of What If have been good because while they were somewhat recent, you know, like Wolverine and Dokken and stuff like that, I don't even remember what last week's What If was about. It's a good sign. Yeah, exactly. This is telling the story of what if Grim Hunt went in a different direction, and Grim Hunt literally le- ended like a month ago, which is just <sighs> stupid. It's just they had, modern what if. they had notes left over from the retreat. They were yeah, like, well, exactly. we can do this one. But what's cool is that Paul Azaceta and Matthew Southworth did the art. That's going to be brushy. It looked great. It looked awesome. Yeah. And basically what happens is, is that um, instead of holding back, Spider-Man kills – Craven and all his family, and actually becomes a new Craven and, and starts killing and and why? Uh, it made no sense. Uh, <laughs> no, it made sense. No, it made sense, but it's just like I, I don't the the emotional. The there thing has that, to be a reason that he would do that. Exactly, and the thing about what if that works is that there's got to be enough emotional distance from the story for you to be reminiscent about it. And I literally just finished reading the story arc, and I couldn't. But also, less. you can't just have a character do something just to make it crazy. It has to be yeah. the what if was always a, there was always a reason. There's a reason why something tragic happens. Yeah. And that's what makes it – it's a Greek tragedy, the what if. It yeah. makes it sad. You can't just say, well, this time Spider-Man kills him for no good reason. Yeah, no good. The Remender Deadpool backup wasn't as good as the earlier ones, but 
Oh, well. What the bloom was off the rose. The little bloom was off the rose. They, they were celebrating the early 2000s, and Uwachu took the form of a Jerry Springer-like character, and uh, Deadpool and the Beyonder were on Jerry Springer, and it was just weird. Um, but yeah, right. what are you going to do? Let me ask you something. Now, you enjoyed the bits we did last week with Thor. Uh, <laughs> and his his, uh, his chauvinist ways, let's call it. Thor will text you. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That might be a good reason to to read Conan. Conan's uh, a man. Uh, from from what Dark Horse is telling me, he's a man's man. That is what it's saying. Roy Thomas, a, a uh, legend, the legend yeah. Roy Thomas. And a, okay, a lot of times, some of these guys from from back in the day are going to come back and do a comic book, and you're going to go, "All right, that that probably would have been good if it was 1973." But this is not the case. This was good now. Uh, awesome. And also art by Mike Hawthorne and, and John Lucas, who you, who you might be enjoying on Fear Agent, for example. Not John Lucas, but it's funny because can, Hawthorne can do different styles. He did the G.I. Joe book for a little while. He, he, you know, he's doing Fear Agent now, and it looks like Tony Moore. <laughs> this is basically the story. It's a part one of the, the Road of Kings story, and it's basically Conan is captain of a pirate ship. <laughs> uh, and, and we just I – I don't know what happened before this. I just, you just come on, and there's a bunch of people fighting on a deck. And then Conan throws a knife and kills the captain. And so everyone's like, he's like, well, I'm the captain now. And so, like, they go on pirating adventures and all the other pirates on the ship really like him because, you know, they beat everybody and they get to drink a lot and they're pretty excited. And And he's Conan. And there's this, yeah, there's this gorgeous busty woman on there and Conan sleeps with her every night. And they just, you know, they do this until they don't anymore. And then, you know, they get beat by some people and then swim to the shore and, eh, okay, pirating's over. <laughs> it's just like this one, but it was just so, oh, <laughs> it's Conan as a pirate captain. What else? I don't know what else I need to tell you. That, um, I'm sold right there. It was, it was really a, a hell of a lot of fun and, and actually really well done. It, it really, like a lot, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times you'll read some of these Silver Age guys and you'll be able to tell. Didn't read like that at all. It just read like a great comic book. Cool. Um, I want to see Conan it, the Shark Hunter next. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. Conan Home Improvement. It's really, <laughs> and it's just like it's totally no holds barred macho gusto. Like, we should we should kill these people. Yes, let and they kill them, and then you move on. Nice. Great looking book. Really fun looking. Cool. Good stuff. Awesome. So, oh, so I assume it's, it's a miniseries from Dark Horse, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so, it's, that's the Dark Horse way. Could I read it in trade paperback? I assume, well, not yet, but okay. eventually I assume you will be able to. And I, I bet, I'm willing to bet that there are quite a lot of Conan uh, collected editions available currently. And one place you could get them would be in stock trades where you could save up to, ready for this, 37% off people. Wow. I know, exactly. That's a Conan-sized. That's a Conan-sized discount. It is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Crom, Crom wouldn't shed a tear over that one. My Crom, Guys. that's a lot of discount. <laughs> 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 free shipping for any orders over $50. And again, this is the time. This is the holiday season. If you're going to make that Conan-sized order where you order all of the books, all 9,000 trade paperbacks in stock, you would get free shipping on that. I don't see, I don't see how you could pass that up. And that way you don't miss anything that's ever been written. New releases are listed every single Wednesday. Order ship within 48 hours. That's Conan fast. And you can go to <laughs> www.instocktrades.com to check out that business. That's there. Conan excitement. Conan <laughs> I saw what you did there, and I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> okay, so we had a lot of books this week, a lot of things we want to talk about. We have a lot of stuff to do later in the show, so we figured the only way to get everything in was to bring back the bell. And I don't think we've done the bell in 2010. We haven't done the bell in years, I don't think. Yeah, uh, so the bell is back, new, people. new to the show, what the bell segment is, is we get 10 seconds to talk about a no, book. No, it was 15. 10. 15 was, 15 was too long last time. We yeah. did it 15 too long. 
At the end of 10 seconds, you can hear the bell. Next person starts. So you have to go get your point across in 10 seconds. And that's the bell segment. There's going to be a bunch of books, a bunch, bunch more than normal. So I'm going to start it off with my own book. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll count in one hand, and I got the, I got the uh, bell in the other. All right. I'll start you off. I'll count you in. Ready, Connor? Yep. All right. You're going to go on three. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. Time Bomb number three, the final issue from Radical Comics, Jimmy Palmiotti, Justin Gray, and Paul Glacey. This is the back of the time, time travel book. You, they had a prison beatdown of Hitler, which was awesome. If you Hitler! go back in time, as you get a prison beatdown. Thunderbolts number 151, a one-shot about ghosts, which was fucking fantastic. Yes. Kev Walker is a god. Jeff Parker is having an amazing year. And talk about a character I want to know more about. G.I. Joe Cobra 2, number 11. That was messed up at the end, uh, but it was awesome. And I wasn't sure about it till the end, and I was like, nope, it's still awesome. Because <laughs> Chuckles has a, a tropical... <laughs> Superman... Superman 706, and I yearn for the days of JMS because the 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 fill-in writing is 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 awful. Superman's afraid of the internet. <laughs> Iron Iron Siege number one. Uh, Nazis who were with vampires, and I really wanted to like it, but the art was pretty cool. It was like a throwbacky art style. What uh, IDW. IDW. Black Panther: The Man Without Fear number five thirteen, or as I like to call it, coming to America in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> No joke, literally. The children are the future. <laughs> Batman and Robin, eighteen from Paul Cornell. Uh, giant scissors. What is it, with Paul Cornell and giant things from the house? Giant oh. spoons, giant scissors. But it was the last page was awesome. Mouse Guard, the Black Axe, number one, new series by David Peterson, um, and just beautiful, awesome, continuing what Peterson does with these characters. And like, I'm totally. I wasn't going to buy it originally, but then I flipped it through at the store, and I had to have it. Un, that was a bell. Unwritten 20, this was the Moby Dick episode. Also, never read Moby Dick, but I knew enough about it so that I didn't feel stupid reading it. So that's something. <laughs> <laughs> Green Lantern 60, I thought, was the best issue in a while, though I'm still on the fence about dropping it. The reason why it was good is because it focused solely on Hal and Barry. Yep. There wasn't a lot else going on. It was very focused, and that was good. Can we go back to uh, Black Panther number 513? <laughs> It was what literally coming to America. He came from Africa and he got a job at a diner and made a new name. And it was just like, this is coming to America. Was Eric LaSalle there? Yes. Was it, was, uh, what was it called? Soul Glow? Franco Vila's art was awesome, though, but the story is totally cool. How coming. many books can he draw? That's amazing. He's amazing. That so. boy, good. He yeah. could. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the bell segment. I enjoyed it. I missed it. We should do it more often. We should do Normally it. we do it with a lot more books, but we, had yeah. to, we have a lot of stuff to get to. A little sampling. All right, so, but you read some comics, you. and you are the ones who read the comics and wrote reviews on ifanboy.com, and we're going to highlight a couple of them. Our first one comes from inv- username Invasion Force, who reviewed Captain America Man out of time issue number something there's your mistake two. issue number two story got a five out of five the arc got a four out of five nobody made it their pick of the week and invasion force has to say that this book was just beautiful as if we needed any more proof that mark wade is one of the best writers in the comic book industry we have it in the form of this issue of captain america man man out of time this mini is an attempt to fill in the pieces of how captain america adjusts to the contemporary world after being in suspended animation since world war ii the art by jorge molina and carl kessel is not exactly pretty but it works well <laughs> during the action scenes and especially in portraying Steve Rogers' emotions. When Rogers is in physical pain, he clenches his jaw or screws his face into a look of discomfort. Rogers' smile is open and friendly. <laughs> it sounds like one of his uh, 
It's one of his, uh, his profiles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, his, his smile is open and friendly. Pro. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I took for- I, I took a knife to a bunch of books this week, and this is one of them. Really, I, f- I forgot the, about this book. Yeah. I liked the last one well enough, but this one I didn't even remember to get. So that's probably that. That, that speaks volumes. It does. It's telling. Yeah, it's telling. Yeah. Listen, guys, I don't buy books that don't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Timmy Wood reviewed Avengers Academy number seven, gave the story a one out of five, and the art a two out of five. It's been a while since we had a pan. The pick-leak percentage was 0.11%, and this is Timmy Wood's entire review. Avengers Academy is one of my favorite new comics. I love students. They're all great characters, and it's been fun watching them learn lessons from the Academy, mischievously sneaking around at night, looking up their student files, and developing crushes on each other. It's a fun book. However, this issue had none of that. The entire thing focused on Hank Pym bitching and moaning about Janet and all his mental problems that he has. The kids barely even showed up in the book. This was an Ant-Man one-shot, and it was bad. I even like Hank Pym, and I think fun science Hank Pym, not this sad sack of a human being. Let it go. Can we move on and just tell new stories instead of just dwelling on the past? How about new stories featuring characters that this book is supposed to be about? This was the comic equivalent of that lonely guy who gets drunk at the office Christmas party and corners you as he tells you about all about his divorce he's just had. Hopefully this book just gets back on track at the next issue. Wow, harsh. It's a pan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it matters. Your comic book only counts if it matters. True, exactly. Well, it's I in continuity. This one matters. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a matter. It's got a vengeance in the title. So. Yeah, yeah, it's got Hank Pym. Hank Pym's important. You you need to read everything. All of, you need to. He just actually he just nailed why Hank Pym has no fans right now. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You know, no one wants to hear him bitch about it anymore. Although, although I was reading, I'm reading the the Ant Man Wasp miniseries that Tim Seeley's doing, and I uh, Hank Pym's lovely in that. He's fine in that. It's They're, lovely. Yeah. Is he bitching and moaning about all of his failures? No, not so much. It's just it's there's just, your key. Yeah, exactly. You got to move on. Show. You got there's, there's your show. show. There's your comic book. You got to move on from that. There Hank, it is. Hank Pym's gonna grow beyond that. Hank yeah. Pym's really good in the Avengers cartoon. Well, that's not in continuity. One of the best characters. That's not in continuity. It's not in continuity. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter at all. More people watch that than read the books, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, the canon is king. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> so go to com slash comics, and uh, that is where you can uh, do your pull list every week. You can see all the comics that are coming out. You can come back, and you can write reviews and rate your comic books. And if you are one of the lucky few, like Timmy Wood and Invasion Force, you can have your reviews read on the show. Instant celebrity. Everyone will love you. Tell your friends and your family. You exactly. Love the paper. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we do. We're gonna start doing press releases about the user reviews. So we're gonna get. We're, you know, it's gonna be amazing. We're gonna get. Last, to, no, last week's uh, user review section sold out. Yeah. It's first, it's first printing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So go to, I- to press. Go to well, I- <laughs> go to slash comics where you can find out all where you can do all that fun comic booking don't stuff. Copies and, and next 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 week I'm gonna do uh, we're gonna do a review about what if. Uh, Timmy Wood had liked Avengers Academy 7 <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a backup uh, about the next champion. <laughs> clever. Very clever, Josh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you like this show and, uh, and, and listen to this show and our many shows we do, our many different audio shows and video shows and the, uh, the website, and you listen to it every week and you think it helps your comic experience and you might be wondering, how can I help keep this good thing going? We provide hours of free entertainment, and we need your help. There's many ways you can help us. One is to click on the banners on iFanboy.com. It's very easy. You can just check out the many products and services, our, our nine sponsors, <laughs> fine sponsors. Services. Uh, enjoy the sponsors. <laughs> Foot rubs. <laughs> house cleaning. Yeah. Some, you know, you might have a dirty house. Maybe Reiki. you don't have time to clean. Maybe you're busy. Check that out iFanboy.com slash Amazon. You can still get two-day shipping on your Amazon products. You can get overnight shipping. So if you're going to do some last-minute Amazon shopping for the holidays, go to iFanboy.com slash Amazon. 
click on the Powered by Amazon button, go to Amazon.com, and it'll, it'll give us a little piece of the action. It won't cost you anything, and it'll just wet our beak a bit. Just don't wet the beak. <laughs> That's the one that so nobody understood. <laughs> it's just, it was just a way for us to wet our beak. <laughs> There's still some Fury Agent shirts left at the Fanboy store, fanboy.com slash stores, where you can find them. And soon we'll be adding the intern shirts if we don't forget again to do that. Yes, we need to do that. We keep yeah, talking about uh, them. And they're not actually in the store. They're sitting in my one of my rooms in my apartment, but they're yeah. not in the store. We need to do that. Okay. Start slugging them on the Writing, do that on my hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope tomorrow. In the morning, he's like, I think I was supposed to jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of what else that would be. <laughs> There's an arrow pointing at the girl down the bar. He's totally do that. <laughs> and like I'm, I'm, I'm striking the lot, like, underlining that across the hand, all the way across my finger. So like that. Uh, uh, the uh. final way you can help. This is the most important way, the best way, the way we we, we appreciate the most is to be an iFanboy member. You can do that at iFanboy.com/store. Four dollars a month or forty-two dollars a year gets you a prize pack with stickers, buttons, and a, and a comic from our collection. Ten dollars a month, hundred dollars a year gets you all that plus a T-shirt. The Foot the rub. US large, large T-shirts that I've been emailing you about are coming back in stock this week. The, I got the confirmation number from the shipping company. So we should be getting those at the beginning of the new year. Everyone who waited patiently, I appreciate it. People who waited really patiently, I'll probably stick something extra in your back just for waiting. Um, thank you very much. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you want it, though. No, you don't want it, but it'll be there. Oh, God. What are these briefs? <laughs> in soiled underwear. It's used. It's still on eBay. Oh, God, that's weird. funny. So thank you very much, everyone who supported us in 2010. If you're a member, look, you can look forward to the traditional members-only podcast that comes out at the end of the year. Oh, shit. You just said it. That means we have to do it. We did that on purpose. And now normally this is the part of the show we do emails, but we are doing a bunch of voicemails because we've, we've been skipping them the last couple We've been of weeks. lax. We've been lax in our voicemails. So we have a bunch coming up. we got a bunch to do. Our first one comes from Matt from Chicago, who's got a question for Josh. Uh, hi, this is Matt from uh, Chicago. And uh, I just really started to read comic books about a year, a year and a half ago. And uh, recently, maybe in the past month or two, I'm starting to move towards Marvel. But uh, one thing I wanted to know is, I want to start reading Hawkeye, and I was just wondering what should I start, like what, sh- what trades or what comics should I look for in back issues, or what should I even look for now to get started to read Hawkeye and to understand what, like, who the character is and what his, what's, a, what's uh, you know, what about him and what... You know what are his enemies? What are you know what major stories has he been in? All right, thanks. I uh, love the show. Bye. Hawkeye. This is thing about him is there's not really a lot of definitive stories. The, the, the mini series that that Jim McCann just did really kind of depends a lot on having read the stuff before. If you want to get the best sort of overview of what Hawkeye is all about, they did a premiere hardcover last year. I don't know if it's still in print, but I'm pretty sure you can get it with a little bit of web searching. I think I just bought mine from Amazon a little while ago. And that's sort of like the background of the Hawkeye stuff when he was kicked out of the Avengers. It's not, it's not a ton to know. I mean, honestly, you can just read his Wikipedia page and, and be done with the whole thing. He was on the West Coast Avengers for a really long time. He was on the Thunderbolts for a little while. And what was a read Avengers disassembled. That'll pretty much take you up to now. I would say get time to get the Avengers stuff from when he came back as yeah. Ronan and then as Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. He's had a lot of development since he came back from House he of has. He yeah. has. Like, that's just like a ton of stuff. That's yeah. like... No, but I mean, if, yeah, but you can. I mean, Would you, you say that that old Hawkeye miniseries is the definitive Hawkeye? Is that like that what got you to like the character? Or? No, it was when he was in um, WCA West Coast Avengers, West Coast Avengers, and then and then later you, you gotta when call I came it, back. You got to call Avengers. it WCA, like the, the, those who are in the know. It's the WCA. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I'm not going to do that. The WCA <laughs> builds bridges, right? And they paint things. It's an amazing yeah. wrestling confederation. It's a, it's a, I thought it was a women's coalition of, of alcoholics. <laughs> Oh, really? I want to go there. Yeah. You don't. You, you think you do, but then you get there and you don't. It's just, it's just, it just looks so like much. an OTB with boobs. Yeah. Boobs. Don't, I don't want to be part of that. Yikes. I got something, Connor, you do want to be a part of this next voicemail. Hey, hi, fanboys. This is uh, Steve from Miami. And I was just curious, how would you fix Hawkman? Thanks for your answer. Goodbye. Well, Steve from Miami, how to fix Hawkeye. I actually did a... Hawkman. 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 Oh, shit. Hawkman. (laughs) I don't know how to fix Hawkman. I know how to fix Hawkeye. (laughs) I was prepared for the wrong hero. I did an iFanboy mini on Hawkman many years ago, back when we did the minis about how to fix him, because he's a character that continuity destroyed. Not even the powerful Jeff Johns has been able to fix him twice now. But the, the only way I see fixing Hawkman is to just start from over with a clean slate and literally ignore everything that's happened. So you would just start Hawkman number one and you would just you would just would be would it be Carter Hall or would it be a new guy? It'd be kind of like how after Crisis and Earth they just reintroduced all the characters and didn't care about what happened before. That's the only way to really fix a character with so many continuity problems. Is to have him show up again, say hi, I'm Carter Hall, and and I'm Hawkman, and then I'm Steve just, Davis, Hawkman. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Steve. Just Davis. forget everything that's you can't. He said literally so many stories and so many different. He was an alien. He was a reincarnated god. He was an ar- ar- he was an archaeologist, and they, they all try to fix him, make him work, and it just doesn't. It gets more convoluted with every attempt. So just he was he was never a toy salesman. <laughs> I like I like the sound of Steve Davis Hawkman. Steve, Steve Davis. Davis. Steve Davis, Hawkman. comma Hawkman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Blah, blah blah Hawkman. <laughs> well, Connor, I got I gotta I gotta agree with you. You're hired. You're on the Hawkman series. All right, so. I'm on right Hawkman starting in February. There you, go. you did it. You did it. You did it. I don't think that's enough time. You'd have to solicit it right now. <laughs> well, I just announced it. Stupid yeah. direct market. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next voicemail has got a question about the dark side of things. Hey, iFanboy, this is Simon from Stanford, Connecticut, uh, Azrael1213 on the forums. Uh, I had a question to you about, about villains, supervillains. I recently just saw your podcast, your video podcast on villains, and I was just wondering, um, what are some great uh, you know, character stories of supervillains? Like, I know, you know Joker has a human joke, but I was just wondering what are some other ones. Uh, also, uh, I noticed, Connor, you didn't have a, you didn't feel like you know, villainy was justified and, and all that, but I was wondering if I could challenge you all to name your the, the villain that you most identify with. All right, thanks. Love the show. Bye. God, I don't even remember doing that show. <laughs> it's a lot of, there's been a lot of roads since then. All right, so character studies of supervillains. I want to say the Azarello Joker and the, the Luthor one that's just coming yeah, out. Yeah, Luthor one was good. Though. I can't say Luthor without saying it like uh, like was it like Otis and Superman. Luthor. You, you can read you, you can read the uh, current action comics run. Yep. It's probably yes. a really good one for Lex Luthor. But is uh, there the anything thing, other than Joker or the, Luthor? The first thing that came to mind was a year or two back, Jason Aaron did a single issue of this Joker's Asylum series and did a one shot on the Penguin. Oh, I remember uh, that. I remember that. The, kind of the definitive bad guy story of the past couple of years, from what I remember. That was a that was a great issue. There is uh, a lot more exploration of the villain in DC than there is in Marvel. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you, we, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't, well, because right. they keep putting the, the villains on the X Men. Yeah, exactly. No, but you we didn't. What? We haven't got like a vulture one shot. Well, they just Amazing Spider Man just did a whole thing. That's a very good point. Yeah, although, yeah, that's a very good point. All the rogues, all the rogue stories in Amazing Spider Man, the Gauntlet Jeff, stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeff Johns did a, a couple of rogue series, like yeah. minis and things the like that. Re- Final Crisis, Rogue's Revenge. That oh, uh-huh. absolutely, absolutely. Would you want to uh, count Thunderbolts amongst this? I or? was about to say that actually. Yeah. yeah, if you go back and you read Thunderbolts from the beginning, there's a really 
I mean, they're all sort of most of them are just villains that that sort of they either stay villains or they or they sort of want to turn good, and that's the exploration of that thing. Century, fallen sun. No. Okay. Probably not so much. He was a villain by the end. Yeah. Uh, this is an Osborne series out right now. I'm not reading it, but uh, yeah, that might be interesting. I don't know. So, so what? What villain do we identify with, Josh? Uh, I, I'm, I was not prepared for that question. Connor. The. Hmm. I think you're right. you're a kingpin kind of guy. Who me? Yeah. Because we both have shaved heads. Yes, exactly. It's very original. Uh, very very obvious. Yeah. I identify the most with Sauron. Because <laughs> every now and then I turn into a pterodactyl, and you know it's my cross the bear. You know what? Like, if I was going to pick someone, it would be somebody like the Joker, because dude just lost it. Like, yeah. when I think of the... <laughs> no, like, like, I, I, like, there's some characters who, who like, are just bad, and they, they are, like, they get off and do, like, think about somebody like Red Skull or Crossbones or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But, like, if you think back to the, the killing joke, the Joker was just a dude trying to get by. Yep, yeah, he just and, lost and, it. And, and he went, you know what? This is impossible. Yeah. Screw <laughs> it. And then, and then he snapped. <laughs> I get that. I'm not saying I'm there right now. <laughs> I get that. I get I'm it. I can see it in the horizon. I, I understand. <laughs> who was the Flash villain from the old Flash series that Tom would talk about that, all, that was just trying to meet ladies? Oh, who and was that? It all went that? wrong for him. Yeah, who was that? Was it was Captain Boomerang? Oh. Mirror Master? One of those guys. Yeah. It might have been Cold. Could have been Captain Cold. Yeah. Anyway, so Connor, who do you identify with? The guys are going to meet the ladies? The rogue? I don't know. Sure. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> now, now I'm not worried about Josh. <laughs> I feel like I have a, I'm a little a worried about Josh. I'm no, I say that I d- it's because I don't really have a mean streak. I'm not. I'm not an aggressive person. Like you'd have to snap completely. That's the only like way. Fa- that like that would falling happen. down. Yeah, exactly, yeah. dude. Yeah. No, dude, I, I can't even tell you that. That is the that is the barometer of my life. Like like when I have a falling down moment, then it's all over. Because I, I you see that movie and I totally get it. I've seen you yeah. on the first step to that one. <laughs> Every day, that, inching that, closer. That, that breakfast. That, that please. What do you mean you don't have the breakfast in? Oh <laughs> shit, Connor. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go now. Where are the biscuits and gravy? Oh fucking biscuits and gravy! All right, our next voicemail is looking for acceptance. Hey guys, fanboy. This is Shelley from Pennsylvania. A few times on the podcast, you've said things like the comic book community. Well, they're really smart, and I would love to agree with that. However, when I explain to people that yeah, I love these books about big men in tights. They stop looking at me like I'm a very smart person. So, do you think that there's truth in the idea that comic book community is generally very smart? Or is it more like a morale boost to make us all feel better about what we're reading? Thanks, and have a great podcast. Well, first of all, fuck them. Second of all, uh, listen, no one said that we, we said they were smart. We didn't say anything about their social skills. <laughs> but, oh, that's terrible. It is. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, it's awful. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think a large group of people who are, who are into reading stories want to keep track of stuff that's, that's sort of intricately done, large histories, uh, readers, just readers in general. There's not a ton of them. I, I don't know. There's, there's sort of no point in justifying, you know, Superheroes would are necessarily dumb. I mean, who didn't go to? Uh, everybody went to see Iron Man, so that's that's a null game right there. Well, the, I think. Well, I think the, the the main thing is there's always some group that's going to ostracize another group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's people. I mean, I, but you even see it in the comic community who look down on people who like sports, like Josh just said. Yeah. I mean, they, there's always another group looking to make themselves feel better by looking down on or making fun of someone else's interests. So that's just the way. It like is. the stupid Batman fans. Right. So there's always going to be 
elements to com- I mean, comics are silly, and 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 on the, I mean, they are they're yeah. fun, but they're silly, and so some people are going to find that ridiculous, and yeah. maybe you don't want to associate with people who find that stuff ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I think on the whole, it depends on who you spend your time with. Yeah. Well, I think it's also important to note that that was uh, Shelley who won our contest to meet Stanley in, in New York Comic Con. Tell your friends to stick it. I'm yeah, stick it. All right. Our next question's got a request I didn't even know we were waiting for. Hi, guys. This is Wes from St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, I just went back and looked at your Final Crisis uh, video podcast interview, and I was just wondering, are we ever going to get Josh Flanagan's full, uncut recap of what Final Crisis was all about? I would love to see that if we could get it up on com. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. What is with people watching these old ass videos? I don't remember what we did last week. Something about the Hulk. <laughs> I don't know. I had completely didn't get this reference until he explained it. He's talking about when we did the Final Crisis show. Seriously, was that 1985? I, when was? <laughs> and, it was at and least I, 1994. And I tried to recap Final Crisis while you two looked at me, <laughs> and it was like in its real, its uncut form. It was an excruciatingly awful sort of class presentation sort of sort of talk i have no so, recollection of this whatsoever. i remember us cutting it up in jump cuts that's what I, I think i i think i edited that one yeah. you know like to be merciful on myself <laughs> because like once i started i was like i don't i don't know i couldn't know well that's that's why you're not gonna see it well, well sometimes sometimes the magic of editing is to take something that is crushingly not funny and making it a little funny yeah and that's uh, all you can really hope for yeah, you don't. Ev- not fun. every not every DVD needs an extra, is what I'm saying. Yeah. All right, our next voicemail is trying to build on the meme. Hey, this is Thor from Asgard. Thor not happy with last episode. You know, Thor's fault that Tony scheduled mo- early morning meeting because he's sober. Also, no cats in Asgard, so Thor is allergic. Bye. Hey, uh, I don't know <laughs> what uh, he meant there. It's almost funnier with Thor in the Boston accent. <laughs> Thor likes the socks. What's amazing is that he's not the only one who tried to call in as post-coital Thor, and they also we had somebody from Philadelphia who called in with a Philly accent. <laughs> Roll I can't it. do a Philly accent. <laughs> oh God. Oh Thor. Oh so no, no cats then. Oh dear. All right, our next voicemail has got a question about Marvel. Hey guys, this is Ben from Austin, Texas. I was thinking about something. This is probably really mundane. But what's up with Marvel's lack of capes? You know, if you notice, you see um, over at DC, Adam Scott, Green Lantern, Batman, Superman. But the only other cape person in Marvel I can think of is Doctor Strange. So does Stanley hate capes? Or what's up with the less capes in uh, superhero comics? And what do you think of capes overall? Love the show. Keep up what you're doing. Thanks, guys. Bye. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what, Shelly? Uh, I'll take it back. <laughs> Because I guarantee you that Ben had something better to do. <laughs> he was looking at a stack of bills or like his dog needed a walk and he went, hold on, I can't get this fucking cape things out of my head. What is that about? What's up with the capes? <laughs> Have you ever noticed that the Green Lantern does? Wait, no. He, he, ah. Who are the ad wizards behind the capes? Although it's a, it's a good observation that there's a startlingly lack of, lack of capes in the Marvel Universe. They save the capes in Marvel for like the, the, the weird like, shit. Yeah, so, like Count Faria Sentry. Or Moon Knight, Quasar. Yep. I mean, if you have a cape, I think if you have a cape for the most part in any of them, you're kind of a big deal. Because you can't do a cape unless you've got something to back it up. Moon Knight's an exception, I think. Why? Because he's crazy? 
No, because he's not like a big powerful. Oh right, yeah, he's a street level dude. Um, just a but, street level dude. Doctor yeah. Doom? No, he doesn't. Does, does Doctor Doom have a cape? No. Yeah. He's, yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. Taskmaster has one. Uh, yeah. I well, here's the thing about the cape. I feel Magneto has a cape. I feel like honestly, when you think about the cape, it gets in the way, doesn't it? Like I don't understand why Superman a cape. Why does Superman have a cape? It's his like Kryptonian it's a flag. Looks Isn't nice. it like that? That's like his family's symbol too. The seal is the shield, right. not the cape. Yeah. It, it doesn't, make any, it doesn't make any sense. The sentry had a cape. The sentry had a cape. Yeah. The he vision a had a white. cape. Yeah. Scott yeah. Witch had a cape. Yeah. That's why they got cape. together. It was, it was their love of capes. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward. I guarantee you that there was like a meeting where like Martin Goodman in 1962 was like, "These books aren't selling. These yeah. characters have capes. Don't give them capes." I, that's what it is. Yeah. In between chomping on a cigar. Oh god. It was whatever somebody at the time thought was popular. Yeah. Or was trying to counter program something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and yeah. those things and the and it just happens that the ones that survived are the ones that are around now. This is the actual story. I mean, that's yeah. that's got to be it that's because if you look at the 90s, everybody looked. Like they were from the '90s, and that stuff didn't make it. Uh, so you know, the, it's the Darwinian. It's, Star, it's Darwinian, really. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think so. All right. So that was a lot of voicemails. If you have any questions, you can call us on our voicemail line at one eight 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 fanboys. It's one eight eight three two six two six nine seven. Thank you for everyone who called Woo. in. That was fun. That was a good times. Good times. Name check Martin Goodman. Yeah. Wow. Good job. So we do another podcast called iFanboy Don't Miss, where we highlight a book that comes out usually every week, every Monday, uh, that you absolutely shouldn't miss when you go to the stores. And this week, it's Don't Miss is back after taking a week off, and we're talking to Emmy Lennox, who is the creator behind Emmy Town, a four hundred page tome from Image Comics that's coming out this week that you definitely should check out her real life diary of a year of her life uh, in comic form so check out emmy town listen to it on ifanboy don't miss on monday a lot of pages it is it's really a lot of fun go to itunes and subscribe to it too son of a bitch we are in the holiday time so that means it's the holiday schedule we wanted to let you know what's going to happen for the rest of the, the month in terms of audio shows because we, we don't want to get caught by surprise and this is what's going to happen this is actually the last pick the week show for the year wow so is it really more, yes this is the last one Next week will be the all-media episode we do every year. We've been doing it for four or five years now where we talk about movies and films and TV and comics as well. But this is, it's a long extravaganza show we talk about the year in media. And then the week after that, normally we take the whole week off because it's the week between Christmas and New Year's and even we like to take a break. But we are going to possibly slot in a special show that we haven't yet completed. So we're not going to say what it is in case it goes horribly wrong. But the week after the all-media show will either be a week off or a special edition show that you will find on the feed anyway. So do I know what back. this is or do I have no idea what this is? You know what this is. I'm just drunk. Yeah, you're just a little drunk. But <laughs> So this is the last pick of the week show until January. There will be the all-media show next week. The week after that it will either be completely off or there will be a special edition show for you to listen to and hopefully enjoy. All right then. Cool. And so go to ifanboy.com where you can find out all the great writings. You can read my pick of the week review, the book of the month. We've got some great holiday-themed writings maybe. I don't know. Paul Montgomery has been killing it as well as all the other writers on the on the site, Jimsky and, and everybody else and all the rest of the, the people. Try who to I, remember them all right now. I love. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, you can, I can only remember people who have been around for three, four years or more. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But go to ifanboy.com. You can read all great comic book discussion as well as you can do your pull list and you can do rating reviews and great community there. We love you all. Go to ifanboy.com about to get all information about us some probably outdated information that should be updated next year and follow us on twitter twitter.com slash ifanboy every wednesday we do a video show with like without fail like clockwork it's amazing last week we did a video uh, our video episode was the top comic series of 2010 we the three of us picked our top comic series that we enjoyed the most this year and next week is going to be the best of 2010 we're just looking at all the comics that came out and saying these are the best of 2010 
stuff so. we really liked, like the, yeah. from writers, from artists, from books, just right. in general. What, what we like a lot. And it's completely our opinion. Whereas there's no, there's no, you know, my my opinion's pretty good. Yeah, it's been it validated is. by thousands of people. For example, it is. Yeah, Diamond proves so it. So, so go to ifanboy.com every Wednesday. Check out the video show that comes out. Subscribe to it on iTunes. Thank you very much. Did you did you know it's been like over a year since we went on our hiatus and came back? Really. Really? Yeah, doesn't it feel like we just started doing the video shows again? Yeah, I'm so tired. It's been over a year. <laughs> I'm so tired. How many shows have you edited? Uh, not as many as you. Oh, you oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. is that so? Yeah. You, yeah. Can email, <laughs> you can email us your now complaints. Now yeah. Your complaints. Before the holidays. And now the yeah, airing of grievances. <laughs> yeah, feats of strength. Yeah. It's too bad I have noodle arms now. Right, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com to say anything. You be, Believe me, people, there's no limit to what people will write in uh, <laughs> ever. Sometimes you just send us links. I don't know how to respond. Thank you. Uh, or send us a voicemail at 888-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. And again, we can't stress this enough. If you call in at 1-800-FANBOYS, we are not responsible. Yes. And uh, we're sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not. I yeah. think it's very funny, actually. Write um, a on iTunes for this show, for Don't Miss, for the video show, for all of our shows, for every podcast you listen to. And I really, it's really what the least you can do for listening to a podcast Red review helps people find the shows for all of your podcasts, yeah. not just ours. Do it; it's your Christmas gift to your podcast. Just go do a review. Yeah, pick one. Do it to yourself. That's not all. long. Yep. So gift for yourself. Exactly. Do it to yourself. <laughs> do look that. at your hand again, aren't you? Do do that. <laughs> My other hand says, "Do it to yourself." Oh, so I look at do that. I'm like, "What is that?" And I look at the other hand. Do it to yourself. Oh, oh. okay. And then I go write a review of a podcast. Uh, there you go. It's uh, podcast. Well, everybody, have a great holiday season. We want to thank everybody for supporting iFanboy and listening to our listening and watching our podcast and going to the site and everything. I think it's been a good year. Hopefully, you guys agree with me. We're going to do a show for next week. I know, but it's not this show. I know, but I'm just. I'm, I, I, is is it wrong to express my love? You're feeling sentimental. I, I am. Tell. It's, I, gonna, it's just like it's just. Love you guys. Well be, it may as well be Dean Martin. <laughs> <laughs> ring a ding ding. But the no, but the next show is coming out after Christmas, so. There you go. All right, this okay. is our last okay. show before Christmas for those of you who celebrate uh, Christmas. Ron, you're the richest, richest man in town. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, I'm Ron. I just gave an angel its wings. <laughs> I'm, giving out wings. I'm giving out wings. I'm giving out wings. I'm not saying I'm going to snap. I'm just saying I understand. <laughs> saying I, I can see it. Normal life has a lot of stress is what I'm saying. <laughs> and the bills keep piling up and the old man winter keeps cracking at the door. Wow. I think we need Wow. <laughs> wow. Hello, Thor's from Philadelphia. Thor's very angry. Thor doesn't like last podcast. Thor thinking you make fun of him. Thor gets very angry. You don't like Thor when he gets angry. Thor not really one night stand guy. Thor likes all the girlies. Like long time with the girlies. Thor upset. Thor gonna cry. Thor cry. <laughs> <laughs>